Welcome back, everyone. It's another episode of Hot Takes with Panda and Billy. I am obviously Panda. Opening this show up, Billy's right alongside me. What up, Billy? What's up, man? What's up? Championship weekend. Championship weekend. Yeah. It's a good day to be a Philly fan. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh Wow. Uh, well, how was your week, my man? Like, how did did it go well? Like, what was what did you do outside of the uh, game? Obviously, on Saturday, uh, my weekend was my weekend was pretty fucking rad, dude. It started with, on Thursday, I think it was. Um, I got into like a pre-sale of my favorite band is having like uh, three intimate USA shows, you know, and I and I actually got tickets to it. I was stoked for that. Then uh, Friday, I went to a trauma viewing or whatever which is like you know the trauma movies and stuff yeah uh we went to this really cool place it used to be like a speakeasy i guess but we watched the fourth uh toxic avenger citizen toxie and uh uh lloyd kaufman was there and everything that was really fucking cool that's and, awesome I don't know, it was just unique yeah and then literally the next day was the eagles game so i was fucking living large man that was nice hell fucking yeah dude that sounds dope fuck yeah yeah super cool I uh, did not have nearly as much fun as you, I suppose, I guess, but uh, worked and then got to go see King Buffalo on Saturday night, which was fucking amazing. Like, yeah. if you're in a doomy sludge metal, it's fucking amazing. It was so much fun. Tiny little venue. It holds like 120 people, dude. It was fucking loud like and that. just fun, dude. It's so good. Yeah. Like, the venue is so small. That when the band comes out, they have to walk through the crowd to get to the stage. Yeah, I've had that happen before. <laughs> That's so funny. And then the show ended; they had to do the same thing again, dude. Dude, the best part was like the show is ending, <laughs> and he was just kind of like, because uh, they played two nights in a row, and I went to the second night, and he was kind of like, he says, "You were here last night. You kind of already know." He goes, uh, "We're not gonna do an encore because we're not gonna walk through the crowd and come back. <laughs> so like, we got yeah. two songs left. Just yeah, this is what it is." <laughs> yeah. I always love that, dude. That's so cool. It worked out. It was great. The show was awesome. Hanging out with the friend, my friends and shit afterwards was awesome. It was a great day. And then uh, we were treated to some pretty decent uh, football games. So what's, uh, oh, yeah. I guess, uh, do you want to jump into a shot before we do all that? Yeah, I want to point out your cool shirt, dude. Yeah, I'm wearing a fat earther shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took me a minute, man. <laughs> Uh, as a ploy, as a joke to the flat earthers that are out there, mine's a fat earther, of meaning that it's round. <laughs> Is it lumpy yeah, or just Could round? Could be. It's fat. Yeah. <laughs> P-H-A-T, right. baby. Just kidding. It says, it says F-A-T. <laughs> For those who aren't in this video chat, because nobody's going to see that. <laughs> it definitely says P-H, but cheers. <laughs> Ooh. Woo. Hello. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, it was a it was a divisional round. We'll give it that. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll start it off with the original game of the week. Jags at Chiefs. KC favored by eight and a half. Now, I'm going to get this out of the way early. All right. And this is just because I hear it from our friends that are Chiefs fans consistently, okay? 
Why are Chiefs fans the ones always looking for a fucking call on Patrick Mahomes? Like, oh my God, that should be a call. But they never pay attention to what their defense does to the other team and doesn't get flagged for. I mean, like, they just started football, bro. They, they don't know how this goes. You know, plus like their little golden boy, he's untouchable, man. Like they're all complaining, saying he should have had a foul on the one that he got hurt. I agree. It was a shot to the head. Two plays in a row to end the second half that ends up leading to Jacksonville getting only a field goal. Two in a row. Trevor Lawrence takes a shot to the to the to the dome. Yeah. Via the crown of the helmet. No flags. Yep. But they're not gonna say a fucking word about that. It, it's all it's all copacetic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, dude. They missed more roughing the passers on Lawrence than they did on fucking Mahomes. Come on. Just, I mean, imagine just, if they if they had lost, bro. Oh, How my fucking God. unbearable they'd be. Oh, yeah. my God. And they were close. Yeah, they should have. And honestly, maybe, you know. If it wasn't for... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lawrence, dude. It was his, no, like, his two turnovers. Well, he wasn't oh, Agnew, yeah. the one who fumbled it on the four-yard line. Yeah, that one was crushing. Uh, and then and then Lawrence was obviously trying to press at the end there. And yeah, they did. Chiefs the- guy made a good play. Does get the interception at the and with like what thirty seconds or like four minutes left or whatever. Uh, yeah, it, I mean that does suck. But he's pressing because he didn't have much. They should have like that game's an entirely different game. If Agnew doesn't fumble that ball, they're on the four. Oh yard yeah, line. yeah. They had all this momentum and shit. They were starting to hit off, dude. It was nice, man. And Mahomes was hurt. He was barely moving. They had it in the bag, man, and they did kind of fumble it a little bit. Uh, literally, I guess. I mean, they had something in the bag. <laughs> yeah, they had a it's, chance at least. Other thing everybody keeps talking about was this fucking ninety-something yard touchdown by uh, Chad Henney, as if like Chad Henney was the reason why it happened. Meanwhile, they're not going to pay attention to the fact that he only threw for twenty-three fucking yards. It was all they running were, game. They were saying that uh, he won them the game, dude. I mean that that to be honest, that drive was clutch. You didn't expect them to For drive sure. all the way down the field like that. But uh I wouldn't say Henny was any kind of like savant out there. Yeah, he but Chad Henny, man. Thirty nine yards by uh Isaiah Pacheco to get him into the red zone from the forty three. It puts him at the four. Prior to that, they were at their own thirty eight and they get a fucking roughing the passer call. Oh KC got a roughing the passer call, guys. <laughs> I know. Oh, the thing that they're bitch about the most is they never get them. They got one on something that wasn't really all that fucking bad. But it is what it is. And you call it whatever. Puts them at the 43 and the very, like, literally the next play is Isaiah Pacheco going for 39 yards. Like, yeah. oh. So here you go. KC fans, you're not as fucking downtrodden as you think with your your stupid fucking, I, Patrick Mahomes never gets calls. He doesn't get calls. Jesus. Dudes, I've never seen somebody throw more <laughs> interceptions and have a holding call or a pass interference thrown oh, yeah. after the interception was already fucking made. Like, get out of here. Get Yeah. He's definitely one of the favorites already, you can tell. But either way, whatever. I'm on my tangents. KC wins <laughs> 27-20. The most notable thing on Twitter was the video or the photo of the girl in the upper deck eating a baked potato 
that oh, she yeah. brought in. <laughs> and, and the two, the guy, someone took a picture of her, right? Then they just both found each she other. She was online. literally taking a video <laughs> and happened to catch yeah. the dude taking a, a picture of her at the same time. It's so good. And it like went viral on, on Twitter and everything else. Uh, apparently, Hy-Vee is now sponsoring a baked potato bar for the AFC Championship tailgate. <laughs> that sounds terrible. What does that mean? Baked that you get to go bar. make a baked potato before the fucking game for free. Oh, it's just a baked potato. Oh, I see. So it's a bar that serves it. I thought you were saying it was like a cereal bar kind of deal that you could just take with you. Just a fucking potato. No, no. So like they, they have like all the fixings for a <laughs> yeah, baked potato. I get you. Yeah. I was I was more That's shocked cool. that like somebody literally like microwaved a potato, wrapped it up in saran wrap, and fucking took it into the game to eat. For real, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the more power to her. That's fucking wild. All of a sudden, you get a bunch <laughs> of fame, and they're probably gonna pay her to be a part of this like baked potato bar at the I need fucking to find, AFC like, championship game. I need to find a weird fucking thing to bring into the link, dude, and make sure everyone sees me doing it, you know, just so I can get sponsored or something. That's all you got to do these days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this game ends 27-20. We both had the Jags. We didn't think they would. Co- we didn't think Casey would cover. That late field goal ends up giving us the win with the cover. Uh, something that we're going to get into more probably next week. We'll probably have a friend of mine come on. But we're going to get more into like betting lines and stuff like that and talk about like betting going forward with this. Uh, I am not great at it, but I do it every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure you bet every week too. just have some fun. I tend and, to uh, bet the other team because I'm so bad at it. I want the my karma <laughs> to, or my uh, luck to lose, dude. I've been playing around with the same gay parlay stuff. So like, this is kind of yeah, what we'll do. Sure. Uh, buddy Justin's probably going to be jumping on with us, and he'll talk a little bit all of it. And then uh, like next week, I think we'll do it with him for sure because we can kind of talk about like Super Bowl betting, which is always a shit show and fun. And maybe we'll even do like a fucking three way thing with all the random like side bets that we can do and have some fun with. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the, I didn't actually bet on this game. I was working during this one, so I didn't get a chance to actually watch a ton of it. But I was able to catch the the you know the ending and and watch most of the the second half. So, hey, I had two random things on this. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's shoot it. Let's go. Uh, you see, Andy Reid became the first head coach in history to win ten playoff games with two different franchises. Wild. And yeah, pretty crazy. And this was Trevor Lawrence's first loss on a Saturday since he was a sophomore in high school. Holy shit. That's fucking that wild. Fucking crazy, man. Poor guy. Yeah, that's I mean, it's that's nuts. I, <laughs> he had a shot in this one, too. That's like the worst part. Like they didn't play terribly. Yeah, I know. Defense I mean, that's like back to back games that he he did kind of kill him a little bit. Yeah. I don't I know. I mean, man. the interception think... does, but he's just pushing at the end there. Yeah, true. I don't That's fault true. that one as much, especially after like, legitimately, that dude drove them all the way down the field to the four yard line prior. Yeah, and the backup, backup running back fucking fumbles the ball. Yeah, the dude was literally out there for like six plays the entire game, and it wasn't like he got like rocked or it got like straight up like pet you know, uh, Peanut Tillman or whatever, punching it out. He just kind of, like, let it go as he was running. No, yeah, he just, like, hit it off yeah. of his fucking knee when he kept brought down and yeah. it went flying out. 
God, I hate those ones, man. Dude, and like the worst part was I'm sitting there watching it. I was like, this is going to be like a Deontay Johnson fumble where mm. he doesn't actually have control of the ball and they're just going to call it, a, you know, that, oh, that no. it was just a, but no, he literally has it, has it all the way in. And he like, as he brings it down and just like knees yeah. it out of his own hands, like, God yeah. damn. Just miserable. <laughs> uh, also capacity at Arrowhead is 72, 936. Paid attendance was 73,220. <laughs> yeah. Well, they probably have standing room, right? I mean, we do. Not really. No? Not at Arrowhead. Where are you going to put people for standing room, dude? I don't fucking know. I haven't been there in a long time. But I They don't like have like the open have. concourse like we use, like we do yeah. at, the, at our stadium. So there's nowhere to like actually just stand. It's encompassed and like everything's in like a cellar. That's why it's so loud there. It just reverberates. That's true. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think the extra thousand went then? Uh, it's not a thousand. It's only like three hundred, but like probably like field pass shit, whatever you know. Yeah. Just walking around and shit. Yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah. Well. So twenty-seven twenty, KC goes on to their fifth straight AFC championship game. Yay! Yay! <laughs> As you can tell, I'm really excited about that. What uh, is that like? Hold on, what is that? Like Andy's like ninth or tenth or something? Would uh, be his it would be his uh ninth. Yeah. Because he went to well, four won. straight and won the fourth one with the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he so he's gone to the Super Bowl three out of those nine times, I think it was. Correct. Yeah. One win, two losses. Pretty wild. Absolutely. Uh do we want to go into your game next, or do we want to go into the uh, Sunday games? I, I know that you like to talk about your game. Uh, we can, yeah, we can. I mean, it's not like a, there's much to even break down in my game, man. It <laughs> not really. Much over <laughs> from, from the coin flip, but yeah, fuck it, let's go into it. All right. So. Let's do uh, it. Philly. All right, man. Eagles <laughs> versus the New York Giants. Philly minus right. seven and a half. The football Giants. Dude, so five years ago to the day of this game. The Eagles beat the Vikings in the NFC Championship by the score of 38 to 7. History repeats itself as the Eagles roll the Giants to 38 <laughs> I knew you to 7. Were do this. I knew you <laughs> yeah, do this. of course, bro. <laughs> Dude, it was just a bloodbath, man. I mean, straight up. Like, the Eagles score on their very first drive. Next one, Giants go for it on fourth. Give it up on downs. Eagles score again. Next drive for the Giants, interception. Like, it, dude, the whole, it was 28 to fucking nothing at halftime. The Giants. Like, they get a, a cute little touchdown coming out of halftime. Like, you know, it happens or whatever. And then they never fucking score again, dude. Like, the Eagles just kept rolling it on. And, like, they got – the Eagles got pretty conservative in the second half, like, of course. Because um, you don't have to do put, anything. You're not – they're yeah. not doing anything to help you. So, fuck them. They weren't – yeah, they didn't need to run Jalen anymore and stuff like that. You know, it was pretty easy. Uh, there was some, like, random shit in there, though. Like, did you see when the, the, um, the chain broke? Like, the chain – measurement chain for yeah. first downs and shit? Yeah. So they fucking taped it, like package taped it, uh, the chain together again. And it wasn't even like an official chain. And that caused the Eagles fans to boo because they took so long to fix it. Uh, Hassan Reddick went off again. Dude had two sacks. He's fucking phenomenal, man. I think he had something crazy like uh, 20 sacks in the last seven quarters or something like that. I can't remember what the fuck it was. Uh, Hertz had a better passer rating in this game than McNabb ever had in the playoffs. That was pretty wild. Well, he also only threw the ball 24 times, so... 
Still, I mean, fuck, he made the best of it, you know. Oh hell yeah, dude! And they didn't—they didn't use him to run the ball all that much either. Nine for thirty-four. They didn't need to because the running game was doing itself. Like we were all waiting to see like how he would hold up on one of those, you know what I mean? Because his shoulder and shit. And uh, for the most part, he ran out of bounds and stuff. I mean, it is what it is. There was one though; he did take a hit. He spun around and he he popped up fine. So, you know, here's hoping everything's good with him. For sure, for sure. uh, Uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say on the the back of Hassan Reddick, like he doesn't have like the total tackles and stuff like that, but his pass rush numbers are fucking phenomenal for this year. He's like, insane, phenomenal. dude. Yeah, like I think uh, with that game, he's up to like eighteen and a half or something on the year. Yeah, seventeen and a half for the year because he had one and a half in this game. And oh yeah, they on took the regular one away. Season. That's right. And then, uh, yeah. but the thing is, for me, what I like to look at with those is along with that. Where are you at with forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, and go on and so forth? Five forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries. Yeah. This means with your sacks, you're also stripping the quarterback, which is huge. Those yep. are splash plays. If you're not getting splash plays, it doesn't fucking matter to me. Like, I don't care at all how I, I get it. Like, I love a sack, but and like a guy like as we get into it again, and I'll harp on it, Miles Garrett, how often do you see him actually get in there and get those <laughs> splash plays? Yeah. Whereas yeah. you see these other defenders out there making the splash plays. Micah Parsons is another person. How often do you see that splash play happen? He's getting he's getting pressure, but how often yeah. do you see the splash play happen? How often do you see him drop back and make a pass defense or an interception? Like, I know I didn't talk about it a little while back, but like Aiden Hutchinson for Detroit now coming out of Michigan, playing a defensive end spot has proved that you can be athletic and still just go and do that. Like I know the one, oh, yeah. he kind of like played it off and was up up by the sideline to get one of interceptions, but he had three interceptions this year. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Please fucking tell me again how. Yeah. Like JJ or TJ Watt or any of the other, you know, actively athletic defensive linemen that play in a three four, aren't as gifted as say a Miles Garrett or something like that, but they still contribute more. Like, it's just, it's wild to me. I mean, I agree with you. And yeah, he is like pretty clutch with those fumbles, dude. He, he has a bunch of them. I <laughs> mean, the guy's fucking crazy, man. He bends in like all the craziest ways just to get these sacks. And he's like so fast and relentless, dude. I would hate to block the guy. Dude, and he's he, long. He's the same way as, as, as what? Like he, he gets yeah. into a spot and he ma- maneuvers his body into a way where he can get by the linemen without having the linemen really get, like the linemen can be square with them. But he finds a way to get around it. It's fucking wild, dude. It's wild. Yeah, he, he's fucking insane. Yeah, like the Eagles defense, like obviously the offense put up a ton of points, but the defense was just mauling this Giants offense, dude. And like they were coming in hyped as fuck and everything. I think Chris Sims again doubled down saying that uh, Daniel Jones is better than Hurts and stuff. And even after the game, I think he said it. But it, whatever. Fuck those guys. Um Sims has made a name the, for himself by saying stuff like that. He still says that Wilson's shit. a great quarterback, yeah. but it is what it is. He's there to, to go over a guy and how their mechanics and yada, yada, yada go. He doesn't give a shit about whether that guy wins or not. He just talks about what they look like on the field. So it is what it is. Yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, another thing is uh, Gainwell. He had over 100 rushing yards. He's our second running back. Like uh, Correct. And he is the first running back in Eagles History to have over 100 rushing yards since Westbrook in 07. Isn't that fucking wild? <laughs> That's 
pretty fucking wild. It's crazy. And it was like so fun to watch too. Like, you know, like while I'm watching it, even though we're up 28 nothing, I'm always like stressed, like, oh God, you know, there could be a comeback or whatever it is. Always. What it is. Always. But, but like you could see the point that Brian Dable and the rest of his, uh, his roster were just quitting on the game, dude. Nobody wanted to be there anymore. They were all just like, he even punted uh, in the Eagles territory at one point. Yeah. On fourth and like two, he was like, fuck, we're just done. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to try to do now? You're going to get people hurt if you keep playing this way. But that was pretty fucking sick. I mean, the Giants, like, didn't he go for it on the very first drive down seven? The first one in his yeah. own. And then, and then failed to get through. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He knew what he was up against. He knew he had to score, but by the time we had such a lead, he was like, there's no fucking shot. A you know fourth I mean? and eight in the first quarter, and he goes for it. Yeah, and he gets sacked back-to-back times, I think. Yeah, by and Hassan then, Reddick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. It was wild. They had 64 total yards in the first half, the Giants. <laughs> such a beatdown. It was such just a, a fucking yeah, woodshed, dude. Bradbury and Slay were targeted seven times, and they allowed two receptions for seven yards and one pick, which is a 0.0 passer rating. They were just manhandling him, dude. And like to rub it, make things even worse, which is pretty funny, I saw Peyton Manning came to this game because uh, Eli was there too. Yeah. And uh, Peyton brought his son, and his son wore a Jalen Hurts jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fucking great? Hell yes. <laughs> Yeah, they kept showing Eli on the uh, Jumbotron, and then people would boo, and then they'd show Malcolm Jenkins, because Malcolm Jenkins, Torrey Smith, and Brent Selleck came back to be like captains or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they would show them on the Titantron, and everyone would cheer, and then they'd go to Eli, and everyone would boo, and then they'd go back to somebody else, you know? It was great, man. They were just having a fucking blast. And thank God it was on a Saturday, so I could just, like, tear up, you know? I was having a good fucking time. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, just all around fucking great, dude. And here we are, my seventh <laughs> NFC championship appearance since 2000, which is the most in NFC. So that's fucking dope. Uh, pretty spoiled, I feel like. But I'm just going to bring it up because you sent me the video of that fucking Giants fan that was purposely pissing his pants. Well, he, he had already peed his pants once. And they were like, oh, man, whatever, whatever. And he was like, I'm doing it again. So, that, so why, that why would you do weird. that? It could not have been warm. That would have no, sucked. Yeah, it was dark out already and everything, I'm sure. It was terrible. <laughs> and then what are you going to do? As somebody You're that's probably their not... pants at an event. <laughs> hey, see, you should have owned it like that guy. You could have been on like, no, a No, fuck no, yeah. dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. I just had a freak out moment of like everybody yelling at me and was like, I'm going to yeah. hold it now. I peed a little bit. We're good. And it was like, oh, my God, I can't hold it. <laughs> yeah, I get it, bro. I get it. I've never been in that situation at a game, though. But oh, next time it happens for you, dude. Uh, <laughs> we'll video I'll, I'll it just to, for you. Yeah, exactly. We'll send it in. We'll get some videos and make it viral or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, At the end of the day, the Eagles fucking crushed them. It was fun. Uh, we partied early and fucking now we wait for the Niners, man. I, I think I, I, I enjoyed the most is how people were like forcing themselves into the parking lot at the sports yeah, complex. Well, yeah. Early. That's what it was. Yeah. So, the, well, they, they, they wouldn't open the lot until like 4 30 or whatever. And the game was at like 8, 8 30 yeah. or whatever it was. And there was a, uh, the lacrosse, the Philadelphia lacrosse team was playing earlier in the day. So, a lot of people just bought the lacrosse tickets. It was the most, I think they said that they've ever sold. Yeah, I'm sure. That, that team. So, people could just go tailgate early. And, <laughs> and, uh, people started berating the Wells Fargo attendants so much that Wells Fargo just said, fuck it and open the gates too. <laughs> I would too. Everyone, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to deal point? your ass. 
yeah, what's the fucking point? Let us drink, man. You know, I literally do um, that. So it just reminds me of a. Uh, the i know it just came up but like it was uh i think it was 17 or yeah 17 the uh steelers chiefs playoff game at arrowhead where pittsburgh won with like six field goals the same thing happened the game was at seven o'clock their time we were literally in line to tailgate at 1 30 and we weren't supposed to be allowed into the lot until four for the or four o'clock for the seven thirty game, and they basically were just like, so many people were tailgating the tailgate in line that was backing up the interstate that yeah. the police are like, just fucking let them in, just let them in. I'm pretty and sure like, I've seen people like grilling out while waiting to get in. Yeah, like, as they're stuck. Yeah, I mean we did. We pulled out the yeah, mini grill, it. we're grilling hot dogs and having beers. We sat there for an hour and a half. But like, the thing is, is with it, like, (laughs) just let people in to tailgate in KC. There's nothing around the stadium. It's literally, you have to venture to that spot. At least in Philly, you're, you have an Xfinity or whatever the fuck else. It's kind of over there to try and go to in, in KC, there's literally nothing, but you're surrounded by fucking interstates. That's it. Yeah. That reminds me too that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Did you see the video of the Eagles fans helping move the car that was overturned on the interstate? Yeah. So they could get through. I got no, no, no. no. We're just going to move this fucker to the side. Everybody's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to, we're going to take 12 of us. We're going to shove it to the side so we can get through. That was so sick. (laughs) Yeah. On that same thing. Like, so Xfinity sold like some kind of like fan package to a bunch of giants fans coming down, oh which my like God. made a bunch of Eagles fans mad. Right. And then one of their, I sent you that thing. One of their buses ran into uh, <laughs> like the telephone pole or whatever. <laughs> the giants guys. Oh my God. They just got surrounded by booze. You know, like you're stuck in that situation. Yeah. Just perfect outcome, dude. What'd you think was going to happen? I know. Right. You Why showed up to Philly, shit? bro. Like, come yeah. on. Coming in, talking shit, dancing and everything. They didn't even fucking show up. <laughs> I guess the fans are chanting like warm the buses and shit when uh Giants fans were all walking out. That should. Hell yeah. 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 I would have too. Beat, beat beat the traffic was another one. Yeah, beat the traffic. That's great. Go birds. Go birds. All right, you <laughs> lost this one cuz you've been against your team every single game. Yep. I took the Giants or I took the Eagles because I thought they were going to stomp the fucking Giants. <laughs> Uh, hey, man. so you're down one game there, bud. I'm two and zero on the weekend. Look at you. Look at me. Rolls Look at reversed. me. Fat earther and all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Third game of the weekend. Cincinnati Bengals at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills favored by five. Uh, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> God, I've, Jesus I, you know, Christ! It sucks, dude. When I, I hesitated the, on this one, I, I I I thought about the Bengals like so much. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't know. I kind of feel them, but I wanted the Bills to win so badly. You know what I mean? For sure. I was I was blinded yeah. by it too. Yeah. I wanted to see the Bills pull it off, also, but somehow, some way, a Bengals offensive line minus two starters. Yeah. Which wasn't good in the first place. 
minus two starters, kept Joe Burrow clean as fuck the entire game. I'm telling you, I think it was the snow. I think it helped him, man, because the, the pass rush couldn't get fast, you know, and the lineman just stays there. Yeah. For the most part, as long as you can keep your footing. Got to be something like that, but still just like one sack for two yards. That's it. Yeah. Uh, And Buffalo couldn't do anything on offense at all. Interception by Allen. <clears throat> and then outside of that, they had no running game. They, they didn't yeah. even try to run. Yeah, it was all Allen. You know, and, like when Allen's off, like they're so fucked. You know what I mean? And he wasn't he wasn't good. He was on inaccurate shit. And obviously he was a lead runner, but he was only the lead runner with what? 28 yards or some shit like that. Yeah, like, eight for 26. Yeah, complete blowout. Uh, I think the thing that was more shocking to me on this one is just like. How they bracketed Stephon Diggs. 10 targets, he only gets four touch only only yeah. Only four receptions. And the thing that's more annoying on this, and I'm I'm not trying to harp on it too much because I don't want to give him any more time than I have to. Eli Apple acts like he's like some fucking great thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I'm glad that you have Cam Taylor Britt, Mike Hilton, Von Bell to help you, and Jesse Bates to cover up right. your shitty fucking play. The only reason why you're playing still is an injury. You were literally going to be sat halfway through the season had it not been for an injury. And this dude just talks. Yeah. So much. Like he came he came back chirping hard after this one too, especially since what he got burnt pretty bad last week, right? Oh yeah. And everyone was killing him. Yeah. And then he, he was came Apple back Crisp this one just, last week. Just talking, bro. Like nothing ever happened. I mean, I guess you have to be that way as a corner, right? I mean, I mean, to a point, but like, and, yeah, I don't know, man. Most of the corners outside of Dion fucking Sanders weren't this way. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. None of them outside of Dion were this fucking stupid. Also kind of quiet. Also, like. I this Cincinnati Bengals team, like I, you want to like them because of Burrow and everything to a point, you know, mm-hmm. this makes me hate them even more. It just reminds me of the fucking Cincinnati teams of fucking uh, what's his face? Vontez Vontez Perfect, TJ Huzmanzada, and all of them. Like when I was a Steelers fan watching them play against Pittsburgh and like wipe their fucking cleats with the terrible talent shit. Like y'all don't get that this disrespect is going to come back and bite your ass, right? Like. I mean, they're like, not doing that kind of stuff anymore. But Eli yeah, it's is. you're going to hate Eli him. is. Oh, uh, well, I mean, come on. Like that. If you're in that locker room and you're watching this dude continue to do that, why do you think yeah, Eli Apple has true. played for how many teams in the last four years? Yeah. Like, the only reason why you're still at Cincinnati is because they couldn't afford to get rid of you at the price they're paying. Like, I you mean, ain't good, dog. It's natural you're going to hate your rival and stuff, but do you do you think you would hate them if it was this exact same team, but they were like I don't know a Colt or something, right? Like if they were the Colts, would you hate them as much? I doubt it. If it was Eli Apple doing that, yes, I would absolutely. The hate same them. team, yeah, the same, same roster. Same team. We would shit James on them. Joe, but... I would literally shit on them all day. I I, I just I, I can't stand dudes that just like run their mouth and you didn't even do anything. Yeah. I understand the Eli Apple hate, but I honestly I like this team. I like Burrow. He's fucking cool. I like their white on whites. That was fucking sick in the snow. That was fucking really good looking. 
Uh, I don't know, man. I think they're like a force, dude. I think the uh, the Chiefs should be kind of worried. I mean, they have to be. You you, you have yeah. a half. You have a fifty percent quarterback going into this game. That's true. And they hadn't beat hit beat the Bengals in three tries with Burrow Never, yeah. healthy. Yeah. Did you um? What do you think about the conspiracy theory from this game? Have you seen that? What's that? About oh, Hamlin. That he's dead, and then it wasn't actually him. It's not really him because he wears like a mask and shit. <laughs> and he's he was covering like up the fact that, that he's still wearing oxygen. You fucking morons! I do, yeah, I don't even care what it's obviously like. The teammates would know, you know what I mean? They talk to him and shit. But it was really funny because it was dumping snow. Thank God, I loved it because they had everyone bitching about domes again. I was like, "Fuck you, dude! Snow games are like the best." Yeah, but you couldn't see anyone in the press boxes because it was snowing so hard. It looked like it was like a waterfall coming down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's funny. They always turn this shit into like some weird conspiracies. You know, they don't like they're saying uh, they're hiding that he's really dead until the season's over. So nobody like cancels games and shit. It's pretty funny. Yeah, no, no. He's literally wearing the. Yeah, mask. The uh, yeah. I can't remember what it's fucking called off the top of my head right now, but the full thing that pull up over top of your nose, it covered yeah. the gator. It's a gator. He's wearing that because it covers up the fact that he's literally still on oxygen. Well, yeah, and they had him like separated because again he's at risk more than most people or whatever because he just had a goddamn like heart attack. So, uh, I don't know what to say. I feel bad for the Bills overall. I really do. It seems like last year was probably their chance, you know, and yeah. they might be like regressing now. I mean, and, they've uh, got to figure something out on the defensive line. What sucks for them this year is they dealt with the yeah. defensive ish- injuries. Like they hadn't, they have not had the pass rush since Von Miller went down. Von Miller went down and yeah. that pass rush went kaput. And <clears throat> honestly, it sucks for them because they're going to lose more than likely this year. Their best defender in my mind in Tremaine Edmonds, who's been playing their middle linebacker spot. Uh, I mean, Milano's good, but like Tremaine Edmonds is a glue to that team. Like in keeping it, keeping the run defense and everything down, not much of a pass rusher but also super fast and can cover tight ends and, and so on and so forth. Um, so th- you're, you're already trying to figure something out there too. Uh, they also have to figure out the running game. Yeah. Like, is it the offensive line? Is it like, what, what, what do you have to do to, to fix that? So I don't know. Hey, I saw a lot of people hating on uh, Allen now, like the, he's like falling from grace in their minds after this game. I don't know why it ain't on him. Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't play like amazing, but at the same time, like we've said all year, like it's it's literally him doing everything on offense. I feel like at some point you have to fucking put some blame on the offensive line that didn't open up for the running game, and you have to put some blame on these wide receivers that weren't pulling in the targets. Like, yeah, where'd Gabe Davis go? I mean, if you're gonna bracket Davis, like Davis was open all. Gabe Davis had four targets with two touchdowns or two catches. Like, yeah, here's the deal. They tried to get the ball to Stephon Diggs 10 times and he came yeah, away with it four. It. Yeah. So I understand like trying to get to your playmakers, but like get, take what the defense has given you. And especially in a game like this, like in the snow, it's really hard to fucking do everything. I, just I agree. Get it. Completely agree. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those deals where you're just like, uh, come on. Like I, we yeah. want to shit and, on and, Allen, but Allen didn't have a bad year this year. Yes. He had interceptions, but like, he also willed his team to like if it wasn't for Allen, you throw anybody else in yeah. there. That team 
is probably nine and eight, if not worse. You know, I feel like he's going to be like the next Cam, though, because I feel like eventually his body is just going to pass that point of return. You know, I think he takes the, so many hits. I think the difference between him and Cam is that he does take those hits, but in the difference is Cam isn't Cam was the dude that was going and doing it consistently in the red zone. That's not what they do with Allen in the red zone. They just don't. Yeah, I know, but he like definitely gets rocked a lot. He's taking like, them, but it's it's nothing like Cam used to, man. Cam used to just fucking that's fair. I'm, he I'm covers himself of, like, better, I think, in my eyes. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe maybe he doesn't. Maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm thinking different. But yeah, I I mean you have to have a running game. And if you don't have a running yeah. game and your running game is only your your running or your quarterback, I don't know, take a look at how the Ravens have done in the playoffs and uh let yeah. me know how that goes. Because I also that's where you're at. I also think it's kind of whack that like, yeah, Von Miller went down, but if your whole defensive line relies on an, an aged veteran guy and if he's out, you're like fucked, like you're already screwed. You know what I mean? Uh I mean it's not just that. Their their defensive line has gotten older considerably in the last couple years. That used to be one of the best offensive lines five years ago, or defensive lines. Well, on the same point, though, I mean, like, you're not planning for the future enough when you're doing stuff like that. You know what I mean? Absolutely fair. You're just paying expensive guys and nobody to back them up. I yeah. don't know. Absolutely fair. Uh, so this one, yeah, uh, Cincinnati 27-10. We both had the bills. We both lost. Um, I don't yes. think any of us saw this becoming what it was. I don't, I don't think any of us thought this was going to be, like, a blowout of sorts to a point. A boring I, I mean, route. It, it was a boring yeah. game and it wasn't I mean Cincinnati was up 14 nothing right away. So Yeah. It just became kind of like Buffalo just couldn't figure it out in the second half at all. But um one thing you didn't <clears throat> I didn't mention in the Giants Eagles is uh Jason Kelsey's one-handed fucking pancake. I had to Oh up. man. Yeah, him and Lane both were just murdering people, dude. And Goddard with that one-handed fucking finger catch for the touchdown and shit. That was amazing, but still, Lane Johnson and fucking uh, Jason Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey's, or sorry, not Kelsey, but uh, Lane Johnson absolutely just giving it to Thibodeau was the best thing in the world. With a fucking like hernia, essentially, right? Yeah. Still just giving it to him. <laughs> there was a I saw a stat with them too specifically. I can't remember exactly what it was. I'm not gonna dig for it. You're but good. those two allowed zero pressures, zero percent pressure from either of those. Like Lawrence is really good on the on the the Giants and stuff. He was the best like D tackle this whole year and stuff. And yeah. Nothing. Not a single fucking thing. It was pretty wild. Absolutely. Well there was hold on before hold on before we go on, I'm gonna talk about the Eagles thing. I, yeah. I so I, I'm like a, a a fucking crier in real life. Like I fucking <laughs> the older I get, I cry more and more, I swear. Yeah, for sure. But uh I, I was like sitting there thinking it was like maybe third quarter or whatever that game, and I was like, Man, uh, I started tearing up a little bit, you know, but I fought it off. But I was like, Man, these like sad pills must be working pretty well if I'm not cr- crying over this <laughs> game right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, it's gotta be them, right? I don't know what else it could be. But We'll see what happens this week. It's got to be I'll the probably sad cry either pills. Way. It's got to be the sad <laughs> I held it back pretty good, man. I'm pretty sure Tosh looked over me at one time, but uh, I choked it in. There you go, buddy. There you yeah, go. Yeah. All right. We'll get into the final game of the weekend. Cowboys at 49ers. The 49ers favored by three and a half. 
Uh, I don't know what else to say here with this, but I yeah. this is what I expected Dak to do last week. Yep. And he surprised us. Um, now, don't get me wrong. San Francisco's defense is a little bit different than Tampa's now, especially. But, like, he gave them points to start the game with an interception yeah. in the first quarter. Like, and it wasn't even like a, oh, it was like, it just happened to get picked off. No, there was no chance that the player you tried to target on that was going to get that ball. There was no chance at all. None. Whatsoever. They, they broke it. Did you see Orlovsky break it down? I did not. So, so, so T.Y. Hilton, their other receiver that they picked up this year, uh, he was wide the fuck open on the left because the linebackers fell back to cover CD, knowing that Dak was forcing all these balls to CD, which, I mean, it happens. Yeah. But Dak just obviously zoned in on CD on that time, and he was double covered, and T.Y. is just standing alone on the, end, on the way to the end zone. But that's Dakota for you. Uh, also in this one, Brett Marr <laughs> misses another oh he's missed six of his past seven extra points yeah it was like five straight i think right he's got the yips on extra points alone it's weird because he kicked his field yeah. goals just fine yeah but it caused them to like start going like being more aggressive though because they were like yeah. fuck we really can't rely on him yeah granted this one was blocked but they did break it down like he would have missed it it was going left yeah we it was came going the commercial and they were like oh he was gonna miss anyway like come on man rub it in <laughs> fuck this guy's already losing his mind man uh also in this game which is surprising um McCaffrey didn't get as many touches as Elijah Mitchell yeah on the carries uh Mitchell was just a little bit more effective in this game and he gets 14 to the 10. Now, granted, McCaffrey was targeted in the uh, passing game way more often. Eight targets also along with that. But CMC, not a big product to this one that did much. But George Kittle. Uh, Monster. Dude, my favorite thing in the world. So uh, that coach that was on uh, Last Chance U, that coach for Independence, Brown. He is such a piece of shit. Like he's on Twitter because now that he got fired, by the way, this guy got fired from his coaching job at Independence University or Independence Community College because he told his German exchange student, I'm your new Hitler. Like, oh, nice. It, Jesus. What a piece of shit. He says yeah. that he's the white Suge Knight. He's just he's a fucking idiot. This is the guy that would yell all the time on there, right? Yes. And he would always. Yeah. Okay. I remember him. So it was the second or sorry, third and fourth seasons of uh, last chance. You, the ones right. where he played where I worked Iowa Western. Yeah. 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 I remember. And then like this dude literally comes out and he was like on that play where Kittle gets the, uh, like he bobbles the ball. Yeah. Right. And then like pulls it in. He says that there's no chance that Kittle shouldn't have been knocked out with the hit by the safety. One, Trevon Diggs is not a safety. He came over in zone coverage. Two, yeah. why would you put yourself in a position to get kicked out of a game? And yeah, three, played. does he realize how much bigger George Kittle is than Diggs? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. there's like a 40-pound difference in weight. <laughs> like, Diggs tried to put a that hit means- on him, and he missed a little bit. The angle yeah. of, of the shot that he used looks 
bad. But if you watch from the actual like field level angle, Diggs didn't do anything wrong. He went for, he went low and tried to like knock the ball out. Yeah, and I mean the guy's bobbing it right in front of him. Kittle just pulled it in at the last second. Had he like legitimately gone for him in the way that like in old school, like Ryan Clark's era of shit. Yeah, that's fine, but you can't do that anymore. You're gonna get kicked out of a game. Yeah. Do you do you sacrifice your best defensive back for one play? Like Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not guaranteed that Kittle's gonna go out. Like, I promise you that. Like Kittle's probably won't. Probably not gonna get knocked over. Diggs Diggs might. <laughs> yeah, Diggs smaller. will definitely feel that one more. But like it's just that, that, that dude's such a turd. Such a turd. Yeah. Yeah. That does remind me, though, like, it wasn't like Purdy was good in this game, honestly. Like, he was real bad to start. Real yeah. bad to start. Like, Diggs dropped, like, a clutch uh, pick at the end and, like, toward the end and everything, too. And I was actually kind of worried at first because Dallas seemed like they were picking up first downs. Like, yeah, they were punting or would end Dak through that pick or whatever, but it felt like they, they were moving a lot better than the Niners, and the Niners kept settling for field goals. I was getting so worried, dude. But, it, you know, at the end, they, they finally figured it out in the second half, like they kind of tend to do. With that, like, like they were picking up, like the Cowboys were picking up, uh, first downs like crazy, yeah, going going forward. But then it was just it was Dak just fucking it up, dude. Like, yeah, he really just. Did you even their uh the Cowboys like Twitter page? You see that they what they posted after the game? I did not. It was something like uh the Cowboys had a chance in this one, but. Dak had two costly turnovers. Uh, something, something gave the game away. Some shit like that. So, like the, their own Twitter, like basically, like put him under the bus of the reason why they lost. Sucks. And now they have to pay him. I mean, the only bad thing about it going forward too on that is the fact that both interceptions were in the first half, while yeah. it was a a, a fucking nine six game yeah. or six nine game. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it, what he didn't do, like I mean, granted, all you got were two field goals and a bunch of punts after, but like it wasn't like it was totally on him. But also, like I, I just I don't know. Like, is this this is what you're getting? Like, you should know now at this point. This is what you're getting with Dak. You know, for a few years I've been calling Dak Romo 2.0. Yeah. And they were putting up pictures. It was like a blank picture. It was like quarterback A and quarterback B, and their stats were the exact same. And uh, it was Romo and and Dak. And it, what's really funny is they have the fucking same playoff record. Do you see that? So they're both two and four in the playoffs, and they're zero and three in the divisional round. Yeah, and the one was when Romo was the fucking holder, and he fucked up the hole. Yeah, yeah, that Seattle one. That was his first one. He should have known from then on. That was just like the the curse of being the Cowboys, I guess. Uh, the only thing that I'm going to say in this one that I enjoyed, that I, I like going forward, going into the next week, uh, I am excited to see San Francisco's defensive line go up against Philly's offensive line. Yeah, it'll be interesting, and and vice versa. Yeah, because like. I know that a lot of people are like up San Francisco right now and that they're a great team, but like if you think that Philly's gonna just like lay down all of a sudden because they get like a more physical team coming in, that's absurd. Yeah. Dude, you're talking about the most fucking 
physical in the trenches team in the game right now in the in the Eagles. I had from both sides of the ball, defensive yeah. and offensive. Like they were they were saying that about when we were about to play Tennessee. That's all we kept hearing about is like, oh, how you got to be as physical as Tennessee. You know, they beat you up or whatever. And then after that game. They said that they took that shit to heart. Like, oh, like, what are you calling us finesse? Like, we fucking grind people out. You know what I mean? I'm hoping they're keeping that same uh, mindset. I mean, like, we'll get into it when we take the pick or whatever. But the difference, dude, like, of D-lines, like, yeah, Bosa's phenomenally is 18 and a half sacks. But the next closest guy has, like, five on San Francisco, where the Eagles, they have four dudes over 10. And they uh, had 70 sacks total this year, whereas Niners had 44. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's it's like it's I said for last year. Nobody wanted to fucking believe me on this, but like, it it's it's not just the one guy. The one guy is great, but right. if you don't have right. a good defense as a whole, like, I loved last year watching T.J. Watt. You know, tie the fucking record should have been broke, but Ravens fucking scorers are garbage. Uh, yeah. We'll get into that on another day. But either way, like like. TJ was great, but you know what didn't happen last year for the defense for Pittsburgh was Highsmith did not develop into what they wanted to in that second year. Did yeah. he this year? Absolutely. He got way better, was much more he was way he was able to perform by himself while TJ wasn't there. Now, where Pittsburgh hurt themselves this year is Cam Hayward took a small step back. Tyson Alulu was not as good this year whatsoever after coming back from the broken ankle. And they didn't have severe youth in the defensive line. So, like, they they never really got that, like, full pass rush. You guys can literally throw – you have six guys, and you can mm-hmm. rotate when they're fresh. And that's huge. All day. I think they put – they counted uh, something like <clears throat> Bosa played, like, 20 or 30 more snaps than, like, our second or first DN. I can't even fucking yeah. remember. Because we rotate him so much. I'm and I, I'm not talking shit on Niners at all. I've said no. it all fucking year. I think they're the best team in the NFC, and they could be, but who knows? You know, the Eagles are pretty fucking strong. But um, well, should I like take this terrible shot? Because I'm pretty sure I lost, right? You did. I'm actually gonna get rid of one of mine because I'm tired of fucking staring at it. Is it gonna be the good the whiskey? No, it's the absolute grapefruit. I'm fucking tired of staring oh, okay. at it. Okay. All right, so pick mine, all right? I got banana, peach, watermelon, and apple. I'm going to make you do watermelons. I don't think they do watermelon very good in in liquor. No, they don't. Watermelon's a terrible bad shot, dude. All right. I'll take it. (laughs) You cheersing with me? Yeah, cheers, bud. Hey, here's to uh, to the NFC and AFC championships. NFC championship. Hmm. Nope. Not phenomenal <laughs> on my end. Not Yours good. sounded worse. Yeah, watermelon's not a good... Uh, it's not good. Like, most of the time. I'm not even like a watermelon candy guy. So... That's terrible. Before we get into the pickums for this coming up week, uh, I was kind of excited for... I've been, like, paying attention to mock drafts and everything else because obviously with Pittsburgh it is what it is uh our vice president of player development I, I'm trying to look up his name real like I'm losing my mind he came from the he came from the Eagles oh um um 
Yeah, it's like Smolansky or Smolansky yeah. or some shit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I can't remember. I uh, I was more bummed that your radio hosts were slandering my boy Sirianni, dude. Ah, uh, fuck Filipponi. He's a <laughs> fucking moron, dude. Dude, I listened to that whole segment just because, like, you know, of course, I was laying in bed drunk. Andy Weedle was his name, by the way. Andy oh, we- Weidel, yeah. Weidel, yeah. Weidel. That's right. He's, he's our, good. He's, he's, he's our assistant GM. He was good for us. Well, what I like yeah. about it is looking back at his actual, uh, like, draft with the Eagles while he was there. It's fucking great, dude. Yeah. Outside of the Jalen uh, Rieger pick, like, well, it's great. Yeah. But I don't that think that was, was. I don't bull. think that was just him. I think that was. That's a Howie thing. That's a Howie. So thing. that was that was when we started because Howie was like notoriously bad at drafting since he took over the GM clearly, yeah. and uh, they brought in a bunch of help for him. And I think he was one. And there was another guy. I can't remember who it was. It was an old guy. Uh, is that is that Weidel? No, there was an old guy that from Pitts like lived in Pittsburgh that also helped us. Anyway. I don't know about that. I just know about Weidel because we were. It's been <laughs> going around because coming up on the, on the draft. Obviously, this is the first draft without Colbert. For the Steelers, right? And uh, with that being said, like they were like going over who's going to be on the draft team and everything else, and his name obviously got brought up, and like his draft record while he was with Philly is great. Yeah. So I'm just stoked. yeah. Basically, what I'm yeah, you should be because what basically what I'm saying is like all that help like totally fucking helped us out. I mean, look at us now. Like we we've had like well, two or three great drafts in a row, minus the Rager, obviously. Yeah, but and and where I am liking his side is you guys have drafted well at the core positions for the defensive and offensive line. That's Even where we late. focus always. And like, yeah. here's my deal now. Like I, I want the Steelers back to the Steelers from back in the day where the defensive and offensive lines were the reason why they fucking won. Like, yep. I know like going back to the two thousands to 2015 that nobody realizes because they didn't get the clout that they had. But Casey Hampton, Aaron Smith, Brett Kiesel, uh, Chris Hoke, all these fuckers that played the inside, the 3-4, were the reason why James Harrison, Jason Gilden, Lamar Woodley, all these dudes had the, 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 the careers they did because they crushed, absolutely crushed offensive lines and gave free realm for the, for the four, four linebackers the to linebackers, do what they needed. yeah. Well, yeah. we're not playing that type of system anymore. I mean, obviously, nobody is. It's a little different, but I I want to see them come back to having that tough, heavy offensive or heavy offense and defensive line. And I mean, we had some bad, you know, shit happen with our higher draft picks that got injured early and retired. It is what it is, but. We haven't drafted a fucking offensive or defensive lineman since Cam Hayward higher wow. than the third round. And our most recent third round pick on the offensive line literally played all year last year, but wasn't good in Kendrick green and sat on our practice or not practice squad, but uh, sat on the like uh, an active roster every single game this year. So, I'm excited to see a guy that can maybe bring in some some talent on yeah. that side because that's where Pittsburgh needs to get better. We have weapons. Yeah. You have Najee. You have George Pickens. You have Deontay Johnson. And honestly, 
at this point, outside of Deontay, all of our fucking weapons on offense are rookie contracts. We should be able to have the next two, three years to to figure it out. Be, yeah. So yeah, for sure. Enough yeah. of Seawar talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had to get a little say, bit. I'm in just there. super thankful the uh, the Eagles focus on them too. Specifically, they have my whole life. Like we have shitty linebackers usually, but our D lines are normally pretty fucking awesome. And this might be the best one since uh, Jerome and Reggie. So, oh, absolutely, we'll dude, for sure. Yeah, yeah. your guys is the plus side for you is it's not even just the fact that like it's one or two guys and you stop one and. And there you go. You, you have to stop everybody. It's the whole damn team. Yeah, it's wild. Even like our backup tackles, like it's like Fletcher Cox. I bitched about him like the whole beginning of the year, you know, over and over and over again. But it's almost like this rotation has like rejuvenated him a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, not having to play as much. And he didn't like the system anyway, but like not having to play as much just like gives him juice. Yeah. It's fun. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what they did with Hampton at the end, too, which is great. Right. Like, like I said, there, there's a lot of things that happened with Pittsburgh at the end where they chose the wrong guy. Uh, Hargrave over to it. Yeah. Hurts. Thank you for that. Yeah. Right. And then the other That's one awesome. that hurts Pittsburgh because of where they were at the cap situation. We should have kept Mike Hilton and not Cam Sutton, but we kept Mike. We kept Sutton because he was cheaper. So, yep. Just you might have a second is. swing at Hargrave, by the way, because I don't know if we can afford him because he's going to be making bank after this year. I mean, Pittsburgh's got to make a decision on Cam Hayward coming up, so oh, really? they'll figure it out. But uh, we'll I don't, see. I don't perceive them going after Hargrave unless he wants to come back and take a little bit of he a wants, fucking. He wants like twenty a year, bro. It's insane. That's not going to anyway. happen in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I'm <know>, <laughs> sorry, I dude. Know. They already got a twenty million dollar a year guy. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> they got two of them, <laughs> Cam and yeah. fucking TJ, bud. Plus, you got Minka oh. back there at nineteen, I think. So, fuck. All right. <laughs> Can't make a hundred and thirty million dollar defense, bud. It doesn't work. Just you just you you don't have to pay anybody on offense, right? So just <laughs> yeah. pay them all and just <laughs> pay the entire defense, baby. Yeah. Let's yeah, fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh let's get into championship weekend. We will rock the second game of the night instead of the first. We'll we'll do the we'll do the NFC championship last just because. Yeah. Cool. That's fine. All yeah. right. Bengals at Chiefs. Cincinnati is favored on the road by one and a half. Now that's definitely, yeah. as we talked on, you know, before the podcast, definitely going to be a thing that's because of the fact that obviously put Mahomes is like dealing with a high ankle sprain. But, you know, as the combo. Chiefs fans have said, anything is possible. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Those fans are weird. <laughs> I think... <laughs> It's a combo of shit, man. I mean, like, Burrow's always beating them. Yeah. Holmes is hurt. Granted, it isn't KC. That's really tough, obviously. Whatever. You know, their fans will yell gay slurs at you and stuff. So it's really hard to play there or whatever. But that, that's like, to me, that's a four and a half thing. Because that, that three-point home thing is stupid to me. I, f- I feel like if you get yeah. three points at home, it might as well just be a push. But am I taking this first or are you? It's AFC. You go first. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, This is partially because my heart says, fuck Eli Apple. Yeah. But I just have a feeling that this is going to be the one where the Bengals had a really big win last week, but they had a lot of trouble up against the fucking Ravens. I, I just, I think the Chiefs pull this off somehow, some way. Going the opposite. 
Bengals, huh? I, I, yeah, I understand your Ravens logic and everything, but division games are fucking weird. You, you never know. But I know they're always think- weird, but they just they, they played a fucking backup quarterback. If it hadn't been for the dude fucking fumbling on the one, they lose. Exactly. They wouldn't have made it. But, I mean, that shit happens. It's football. Like, it's more luck than it is skill sometimes. I think... Yeah, I, honestly, more if it if it even like I love Burrow and stuff like that. He's like an awesome dude. Like I said earlier, and everything. It's hard yeah. not to root for the guy. I think more than anything, I want the Bengals to win just so like the media and Chiefs fans don't freak the fuck out over hurt Mahomes like pulling off this AFC Championship game or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's already unbearable sometimes. And <laughs> imagine if he did it with one foot. You, you want me to I mean? be completely like, honest? Why I think this like I also think it would be funnier the Chiefs take this. What? They're not beating either of these teams in the Super Bowl. Either if NFC the Chiefs team. make it, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I I was, you know, uh I don't know. I don't want to like get into all that, but I was like trying to think of like the how the Eagles could win this, you know, the whole thing I'm saying. And yeah. And I think uh, and if Mahomes really is hurt, I honestly kind of feel like that is the best bet. You know what I mean? Because he has two weeks to heal, Bengals, but like I, yeah, I just I ankle, still but... don't think that the KC's offensive line is is good. And guess what? Remember what happened when a dominant defensive line went up against Kansas City in a Super Bowl? Not trying to Kill jog them. your memory, but uh, Tampa Bay crushed yeah. them. Well, here's here's the thing: like a lot of sources were giving the Chiefs the number two offensive line. Did you see that in the league and shit? How? And- I don't know. It's weird because even like my Chiefs friends like hate Orlando Brown. They, like he always gives up fucking pressures and shit, even though he's their top, you know, build lineman now and stuff. Uh, they keep trying to retool uh, their line, but it just doesn't seem to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. And plus, like, who's to say Mahomes doesn't get hurt even more in this? You know, like hobbling around on that leg is cool or whatever, but you're going to get hit eventually. A lineman's going to roll near you. You're going to be scared to like plant your feet to throw. Like your core is going to wear out if you're trying to use just your body to throw all game long. I don't know. It's it's going to be rough. If they pull this off, he's in for like a really tough Super Bowl regardless of who it is. I Absolutely. agree. With you. I agree. Yeah. I agree completely. So yeah. there we have it. I'm on the Chiefs, you're on the Bengals. Yep. All right. 49ers and Eagles in NFC Championship time. <laughs> Yeah. Eagles are minus two and a half. Yeah. Not even giving the Eagles the full three. It started at one and a half, bro, and it went up to two and a half. Yeah, because everybody's going to buy on the Eagles because fucks San Fran. Like, come on, man. Dude, they're fucking awesome. Here's the thing. I think that uh, this game, honestly, I think can go either way. I think there's there's two versions where the Niners or the Eagles could blow the either one out just by like turnovers or something like that. Yeah, and there's like a ton of stats that I heard, you know, heard Eagles beat writers and shit rally off this week that like favors the Eagles, such as like the Niners. Uh, if they get one turnover or less, they're like four and three or something in those games, whereas the Eagles are like eight and zero or something when they get a turnover at least. Um, I think this is going to be like literally the hardest test that Hurts has had as a pro uh, going against. The- defense this defense is awesome the front seven especially like where you can beat them is in the secondary obviously and and uh it might come down to like Devontae. you know it it depends on who they pick on defensively to to take out aj brown but but here's the thing if that back end is susceptible yeah you have aj brown and you have Jalen hurts who can move and you got drop it into dude look at what happened with pittsburgh 
He just threw the ball up on a secondary that was shoddy. Not even shoddy. He did it up against Minka Fitzpatrick, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know. They're, like, they're really good at 50-50 balls for sure. Well, and there's also like <clears throat> people looked at um, the Niners season, right? And they've had three big losses or whatever. I guess two big losses and then that overtime loss or win, I guess, against the Raiders. And all three teams have really good tight ends. Yeah. And what the Eagles have is a really good tight end. Probably top three, maybe top two. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's 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 literally I, like part of me feels like it's honestly going to come down to who makes that one mistake. You know what I mean? Like who hits the one deep shot or who has some stupid fucking fumble or whatever. I think it's going to be like a really fucking tough game. I think it's going to be a grind out bloodbath. Um, that being said, it's in Philly. And that link's going to be nuts. Oh, dude, Even Kittle said it's the best atmosphere in the NFL. He slipped it up in his little press conference. He tried backing it up. He's he not an asshole. It. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, well, he knows. He's probably stoked about it, honestly, because it's it's going to be fucking insane. Uh, again, though, like I did all year long, <laughs> I'm taking the Niners. Dude. That's fair. You got it, buddy. You got yeah, it. it <laughs> I got to stick with my guns, man, you know, and uh I'll be wearing the same outfit probably this Sunday. It stinks. It fucking stinks now, but I'm wearing it. Uh, well, speaking of outfits, uh, prior to the podcast, we were, little, we were literally talking until we got on. Uh, you had asked me how many jerseys I think that you had in your closet. Oh, yeah. 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 Eagles. Just Eagles jerseys. Just Eagles Strictly jerseys. Eagles. Yeah. Uh, not including storage in my uh, storage room. Just hanging up. <laughs> and I got it right on the dot. How many was that? First first guess, right on the dot, and it was 35. <laughs> 35 jerseys, man. It's it's I I like ever since COVID, I've just been taking advantage of these people on eBay and getting <laughs> getting all these jerseys. The last two were like my pinnacle ones I've wanted for so long, too. It was the full Super Bowl one, and then yeah. it was the Kelly Green Brent Selleck jersey, dude. I've been it was almost like they fell into my lap. It was crazy. Not that I didn't pay a lot of money for them. I did, those two specifically, but for sure. I've I've been my, kind of back and forth. And I mean, I as I told you, like my biggest issue I run into is when I go to a game and, and it matters by how drunk I get and if I decide to go to the pro yeah. shop as I'm leaving. Oh yeah. because uh, oh, yeah. that's how I ended up with a Kevin Green jersey. So <laughs> Yeah. Bro, I have Kevin Cobb. I got like all these random fucking dudes, you know. But it's just fun. And then those Reebok jerseys, man, they're just the best. Those old school they're, Reeboks ones were great. Dude. Yeah. I hate the new Nike ones, honestly, because they're like so tight. They're like armor almost, you know, whereas those ones are like loose and cool looking and shit. Yeah. You almost, if you Plus want to be a little bit loose, you almost have to buy those Nike ones that size bigger than what you used to. You do. So you 100% have to, especially if you want a hoodie, almost two sizes bigger, man. It's weird. Yeah. Cause but. I like <laughs> my TJ, one of my TJ Watt jerseys that I have, I've got a couple of them. And, uh, I took it over to Amy's and she goes, is this a child's? I go, no, it's a large fucking <laughs> yeah. TJ Watt jersey. Like it fits me, it's, but I can't wear a hoodie underneath of it. There's no possibility anymore. Like it was just one of the first ones I bought. So yeah, my girlfriend's saying the same shit. Like she got her boobs reduced, but at the same time, those things are still so tight, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like afraid to wear it. She feels weird, you know? I'm going like, to pop whatever. out through these things. Yeah, honestly. Uh, but yeah, 35, bro. I mean, honestly, at this point, no one's going to take them. If I die, just bury me with them, you know, or like <laughs> burn me up with them or something. But they're yeah. like my pride and joy. Them fucking jerseys. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I have a lot too. 
I don't have that many. I have a lot. I have a lot more in storage and back home at my parents' house. Yeah, here at yeah. at the house, uh, Steelers jerseys. I probably have twelve, but uh, I mean, I have more. I have more Penguins jerseys than I do Steelers jerseys, though, because they bring out more alternate jerseys and shit like that for the NHL than they do for the NFL. So, no, I get it. Yeah. Uh, well, we're almost to the end, but uh, we're gonna give a quick shout the fact that we're doing the. Royal Rumble pool this Saturday. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think we have 12 people so far, so we need three more to make it 15. And okay. uh, you, in- you include my girlfriend in that one? She wants to join. I did. Too. Yeah, I did. did Perfect. Toss. Okay. I'll make sure, Sick. though. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll roll with that. And then uh, it's going to be fun. Royal Rumble on Saturday. Uh, any idea of who you think might win the Royal Rumble? Random, random off, dude. random off the top of your head. Pick a uh, pick a fucking um, person who you think is relevant. The hurricane. That's not a relevant person, but sure, okay. Oh, it has to be relevant. I thought you just yeah, said like somebody that somebody that like guy. is actually still wrestling. Uh, probably like AJ or something. I don't know, like someone annoying, I'm sure, or Reigns or some bullshit. Reigns is the champ. <laughs> He's not even in it, dude. I don't even care. Like, I feel like the WWE always just picks some fucking asshole that we've seen a thousand times. I hope it's like, uh, like a Shawn Michaels kind of deal where the, whoever wins just stays in there for like twenty people. You know what I mean? And and fucking pulls it off. Uh, you say somebody. I'm gonna think of somebody else. Who, who, uh, who I think Cody think? Rhodes ends up winning it because he's coming back. Oh uh, yeah, that would make sense. That's. I mean, that's all I can think of. I think Cody Rhodes for sure, but. I'm loading up the participants. They have the whole, well, at least a few of them. Well, on yeah, they have a bunch of them. There's obviously just like every Royal Rumble. Yeah. I could see like, I don't know, like Drew McIntyre or some bullshit. Uh, somebody like that. Only reason why I don't think Drew does it is because he just got out of a fucking feud with, with uh, Reigns. Uh, so. So they can't pump him right back up. Can't really pump yeah. him back up. I think it's Rhodes or maybe Seth Rollins for the first time. I was that was my next. I, I completely forgot about Rollins for some reason, but he I like him a lot. I oh yeah, mind absolutely. Him. It's been great. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance, but like if you do, I'll send you a link to be able to watch it. But uh, they did the uh, 30th anniversary of Raw last the night. Triple X. It was here. It was here. Yeah, it was in Philly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How, and, uh, Howie Roseman was there, dude. I saw. Oh, him. nice. I didn't notice that part, but like, it was. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a good episode, dude. I was fully enthralled in, in with the entire thing. I played hockey for the first time in forever. Last night, I got back on a team. So, uh, nice. Got done and came back home. Was like, I'm going to have a whiskey and watch some wrestling and did that. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect, dude. It was good. It was a good day. Hell yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, well, uh, our music on the way out tonight will be the band that I just saw, King Buffalo. And their song Mammoth off their new album that came out in September. Uh, you want to do a shot on the way out, or what are we doing here, bud? Yeah, I got a fireball. Fireball. I guess I'm going to do a little bit of this for net, because that's all I have. So, Please, God, let me win this NFC championship, because I need a party and a parade like no other, dude. I missed the parade the first time. Yeah, well, you can go see it this time. Well, we got to win this week first, so... <laughs> Well, cheers, man. Cheers. Go birds for you there, bud. Go birds. Carson still sucks.